podcast about disasters and the music they make us listen to. I'm Peter, and I'm here with my co-host, Lee. Hi! And you're here for <laughs> enthusiasm. I yeah. love it! You're here for a bonus episode that we recorded to go along with episode 11 about uh, the end of the universe that we recorded <laughs> with Nuclear Norm yeah. as a special guest. It's a Cosmic Terror episode. <laughs> so after we wrapped up, we realized that there was a lot to talk about, about extraterrestrial life. Mm-hmm. And we thought that it would be a fun time to share that with you now, heading into the holiday season, as you're gathering with your family and getting ready to celebrate the joy of Christmas. Don't forget <laughs> that the universe is a large, cold, empty place, mm-hmm. and our existence is probably meaningless. That's right. Think about that over your Christmas goose. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with Christmas geese? <laughs> They're great. No, that's fair. So yeah, just so you don't get too happy, here's some bonus content <laughs> about how alone we are in the universe uh-huh. featuring Nuclear Norman. Before we launch into that, if you want to help us out, the best thing you can do is to tell all of your friends about this podcast and get them listening. That'd be, that'd be a great, that, that could be your Christmas present to us. That'd be very nice. Yeah. Just Have get some people. about that? Yeah. Give the gift of disasters to mm-hmm. your friends. There you go. You can also subscribe if you aren't already and leave us a review. That'd be fantastic. And anyway, here's our bonus content with Nuclear Norman on extraterrestrial life. Take it away, Norm! Hello, guys. (laughs) Hi, Norm. It has been a long time. Yes, it has been day. (laughs) (laughs) This is more of a fun speculative episode about... Aliens. I love wild speculation. Oh, cool. Yeah, and it, it, it isn't just wild uh, speculation. It is wild speculation. Okay. I screwed up that joke completely. Oh, <laughs> well, we have the power of editing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then we'll have to edit this saying that we need to edit that. <sighs> no, yeah, this stays. It's going to be a lot of work, though. <laughs> this all stays. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, guys. For, nice to see you first, and this is the first line I've said so far. <laughs> Quality bonus content here. Uh, okay. Yeah, Value so, for yeah. money. Yeah, so aliens are an interesting topic okay. um, in that it kind of is weirdly non-scientific, and people used to laugh off, be like, ah, aliens, you right. know, that's, that's nonsense. Sure. But yeah. then the entire field of astrobiology evolved, and yeah. then people started taking things seriously. You know, like, it, it, there's a lot of pop pop culture stuff with aliens and greys. Yeah. Uh, alien abductions, UFOs, and all that stuff. It sure. always kind of struck me as one of those things, like that weird sort of, yeah, gray area in science where... Does anybody think that there's not, after all that we heard in the main episode about the millions and millions and billions of star systems, is there anybody left thinking that there aren't aliens? Not without some good thought behind (laughs) that belief. (laughs) But there's a tendency for sort of like wackos out there to over-exaggerate aliens saying, oh, there's an alien right there. Sure. The president's an alien. Right, yeah. And all that stuff. That sounds like something an alien would say true. to divert attention from yeah, themselves. Liz- lizard people. Queen Elizabeth is a lizard person, right. I believe. Um, but sure. again, that's just a fact. <laughs> okay. Aliens, please continue. Yeah, that's so, a uh, fact. Well, let's try to tackle aliens from a scientific perspective. Okay. Generally, as we're talking about how big the, the universe was, yep. and this is a stance that Carl Sagan took, who's okay. uh, a well-known astrophysicist at mm-hmm. the, the time. Mm-hmm. And we, we know that the universe, the observable universe is 90 billion light years in diameter. Right. It may be infinite, yada, yada, yada. Yep. We talked about this last time. Yep. It is 13.7 billion years old. It's yep. really old and really, really big. Yep. Right. And when we look up in the sky, there's 100 billion galaxies. Right. Each galaxy has 100 billion to a trillion stars. Right. <sighs> There's so many of those stars that are like the sun. There's yeah. so many of those stars that have planets like Earth. Yeah. How can yeah. there not be life? Therefore, right. come on. 
Yeah. yeah right. and, and that's, <laughs> that's, that, that's what Carl Sagan did. And yeah. most people generally take this stance, like, like even if you ex- assume extremely low odds, like lower yeah. the odds than winning the lottery, yeah. uh, you're still going to have thousands of al- like presumably alien yeah. life forms, right. intelligent alien life forms right. Right. In, in even our galaxy. Yeah, right. And especially when you integrate that over time, there must have been aliens all over the place. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's that was the Carl Sagan standpoint, right? Uh, and then in 1950, yeah. Italian physicist and smartass Enrico Fermi <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> got some thoughts about Enrico Fermi. He had a casual conversation <laughs> with some colleagues, yeah. and then he said, "You know, if all that stuff with like how many planets there are and yeah. aliens and how old the universe is, then where are they?" I mean, why aren't they at my doorstep? <laughs> yeah, and and yeah, he historically essentially said something along the lines of, "Where are they?" Sure, referring right. to why don't we see the aliens if if right. it's so probable that they should have existed, and if they even existed slightly earlier than us, yeah. we should be seeing them, right. be dominated by them. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Or be hearing them. Yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be hearing their rock music broadcast <laughs> over, <laughs> over the uh, the radio. Andromeda, yeah. turn it down. Yeah. So this is the uh, the fundamental base of what is called the Fermi Paradox. Okay. Fermi Paradox. And it's named after him. It is not something he invented, but it is the okay. idea that statistically, yeah, there should be lots of aliens, right. but we have zero evidence of aliens. Okay. Hey, Norm, was the Fermi Paradox an answer to the Drake equation? <laughs> it was. Uh, Check out. What? <laughs> okay. Started from the bottom, now he's here. <laughs> Drake equation. Go on. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I just wanted to, I just wanted to yeah. show my brain. Nice. That's awesome. Yes, yeah, so the Fermi Paradox is like, why don't we have why don't we see aliens because yeah, yeah. there's literally no evidence of them. Yeah. Just for context, when we talk about aliens, we generally mean only aliens that are reachable within our Milky Way or Andromeda or the local cluster of galaxies because as we mentioned okay. in the previous episode, the universe is expanding. Right. And most of the galaxies are beyond reach. They're expanding faster than the speed of light as we yeah. talked last time. Right. So that means basically there's no way we would ever even hear from those aliens if they existed in other galaxies. So it's, right. yeah, possible that aliens exist in other galaxies. Right. But we're limiting ourselves realistically to our local group. Sure, Because okay. those are the only aliens we'll ever be able to interact with. Right. Possibly even only within the Milky Way. Okay. Right. Yep. Uh, within the next five billion years. Kind of kind of depressing. And probably never. Yeah, it really, sh- <laughs> it really shrinks the odds. Like, that aspect on its own really shrinks the odds yeah. of encountering aliens. Yeah, right. uh-huh. Obviously, the thought experiment of do they exist? Yeah. In an infinite universe, sure. Yeah. Uh, but if they That's, exist and they're moving away from us faster than the speed of light, do they actually exist if we can't ever yeah, reach yeah. them, right? That's you can't have an ET. Highly unsatisfying. But, yeah, it is really. <laughs> yeah. But also the thought the thought of do they exist, do they not exist is a very, comes from thinking we're special. Yeah, right. Like there's, yeah. No, there's no aliens, just us. Like, yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, we're, exactly. We're and that's, no. again, going back to Sagan, <laughs> he... He took the stance of either aliens exist, as we were stating, or Earth is uniquely special and it is the one place in the universe that aliens could have, or sorry, that That, life could have risen. Right. And from a scientific perspective, that's extremely inconvenient (laughs) to say it's impossible except right here. 
Yeah. Right. right? Like that's yeah, course, yeah, so yeah. inconvenient to to take a stance like that. That's yeah. true. Like if, if any scientist ever like publishes a paper, I, I discovered I discovered something, but it only ever works right here. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, didn't, yeah. you didn't discover it. Yeah, anything. I found cold that's, fusion, but only works in Lee's pocket right, yeah, right. now. Oh, we can't do it anymore. Yeah, it's done. It's done. But it's it I can only do it if your eyes are closed. Yeah. Hmm. So we can see why that's sort of a scientifically lazy yes. yeah, for uh, sure. or inconvenient answer if yeah. that is the answer. Exactly. And again, the odds are so low, but there's almost nothing bigger than the universe. So yeah. <laughs> even so the even, even are, impossible yeah, odds are, 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 yeah, extremely high for sure. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> just some fun facts about the Milky Way, yep. which is our local galaxy, yep. uh, if you're aware. Mm-hmm. Uh, about 400 billion stars. Sorry. And interesting <laughs> uh, to note that the Milky Way is actually 13.5 billion years old, which is okay. almost the age of the universe itself. Wow. Oh. So that means that the Milky Way is one of the oldest galaxies in the universe. Hey, it's, it was formed OG. essentially with the first group of hmm. galaxies. And yeah, so it's incredibly old. Okay. And so when you think about this, the yeah. Earth has only been around, the Earth, our solar system yeah. has only been around for about four and a half, five billion years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we're relatively new. Our solar system is relatively new rel- to, compared to the the Milky Way. Right. Yeah. So you have to think like, wow, you know, there mu- how many Earths and solar systems could have arisen That's right. and just died off from their own stars exploding right. into red giants and so on or yeah. whatever yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, before we even existed. That's not uh, even mentioning ancient civilizations on Mars, which obviously happened. Yeah. Sure. <coughs> no, we're not doing that. Ancient cool. Pyram- ghosts cool. ghosts of Mars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Poker face too. I'm good. not saying no. <laughs> no, well, I mean, I don't know. Uh, another thinking. <laughs> another sort of interesting fun fact is yeah. we did not actually have any evidence that planets existed outside of our solar system until 1992. That seems wow. too recent. That's, yeah, uh, really? It's because they're so hard to detect. Sure. Okay. Okay. Sure. sure. And 1992 was when they had the first confirmation that, like, everyone were like, "Yeah, we're pretty sure planets right. exist." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, just here. <laughs> we're pretty confident planets exist. But 92 was when the first time they actually confirmed the existence. That must have been such a relief. Yeah. Yeah. Because you the know that it's sea. like, have you ever seen a planet? Yeah. Well. Well, no, but... I mean, we don't can't say that. Oh, faith and <laughs> science is the same as faith in God. <laughs> Here's a picture of a planet. <laughs> so in 2009, yeah. uh, the Kepler Space Telescope was launched. Yeah. And that was specifically meant to detect planets. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, okay. Extra, uh, outside of our solar system, so yeah. these are called extrasolar or exoplanets. Okay, yeah. And so that's why, like, in the last 10 years, you've been getting a new report every day, like, ah, yeah. we found 10 new habitable planets uh, a million light years away. Yeah, right? okay. There was one uh, yesterday. Yeah, this was actually yeah. interesting. Uh, yeah. This places us in time. There was a detection of a the an oxygen atmosphere planet, oh. which we'll get to later okay. as to why oxygen is important. Sure. Do you That's, probably know as a biologist? I mean, I, I can I can tell you exactly <laughs> why it's important. <laughs> you can I cr- feel like I rely on it yeah, on a quite molecular. a bit. I can tell you, you why. You, I you'll correct on. me later sure, when okay. I want to get into my rudimentary <laughs> biology, <laughs> my Wikipedia good. level biology. <laughs> Since 2009, they've actually detected a crap ton of planets. Shockingly, now that they're actually looking for them. Okay. And uh, they estimate there's probably about 11 billion Earth-like planets around sun-like stars in okay. the Milky Way. It's 11 billion. And <laughs> but that is only so planets many. like yep. ours. There could yeah. very well be life on planets that are not like ours. Right. right. And when you say Earth-like, how similar is that to Earth? It's So the, with the technology, they can really just detect sure. the distance from the star, okay, so okay. the habitable zone. Yeah. 
Uh, as in whether it is in the habitable zone yeah. and whether it's rocky, so it's, it's sure. mass. And then I guess, so I don't know if we're going to get into this, but we also, a lot of this assumes that nature would favor carbon-based life, life forms, right? Does this account for like silicone-based life forms? We or? can we can get into that uh, okay, eventually. Sure. Um, but yep. yeah, like there's, there's no, the, I don't think the Kepler detects that at all. Okay, it, fair enough. It uses this thing called, uh, I, I don't remember the exact term, but basically it measures when a planet crosses between our line of sight oh, and, okay. and the, the, the star, star okay. and it dims. So right. when you see it dimming and you see it dimming on this periodic scale, yep. you know, oh, it's or something's orbiting, blocking oh. you, and uh, then you can... It's a pretty clever way of doing it. That's using, cool. <laughs> and uh, that's how they just discovered all their planets. So yep. there's actually some limitations to that, which we could eventually get to. But okay. it basically means we can only detect planets that are close to their stars right now. Because oh, yeah. if you think about like Pluto, well, yeah. it's not a planet, but it's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And if it went in front of our sun, mm. would you be able to see it a million light years away? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's like putting, it'd be like yeah. putting a pinhead in front of a flashlight. Yeah, right? so, yeah. That doesn't actually. Exactly. <laughs> so the, uh, the Kepler telescope in 2009 was launched and it is now close to retirement and okay. there will be replacing it with an even better nice exoplanet detection telescope. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, nice. yeah, you may have heard of all these, you know, every week you hear about new exoplanets yeah. being discovered sure. yeah. and they kind of blow it out of proportion saying it's like five new Earths found. Yeah. Who's booking their ticket now? <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get to, as, as you can kind of see from what we discovered, like, yeah. we'll go just there. <laughs> yeah. More plastic bags for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> they say it's Earth-like, but this is mostly writers making things sound sure. uh, more exciting than they are because yeah. we don't know they're Earth-like. We know they are rocks and they are moderately warm. Oh. <laughs> Okay. okay. <laughs> right in that sweet spot. Yeah. 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 Rocks that are moderately warm and they're in the habitable zone of their yeah. star. Okay. okay. But in our uh, solar system, Venus and Mars are technically in the habitable zone. <laughs> mm. so I've heard Venus was it's not would great. be like being on he in hell. It is the hottest place in the solar system. Uh -huh. Oh wow. But didn't isn't NASA planning to go there with blimps? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. You Remember? can, you can still check it out. The the Hindenburg episode? That caught on fire. Well, the Hindenburg caught on fire, but oh, we also talked about NASA going and setting up. Did we talk about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. You should go back and listen to it. <laughs> Listener and also <laughs> co-hostly. I don't listen to my own work. That's <laughs> narcissistic. Like, like it's, it's one and done. For <laughs> exactly. It's like An artist never returns. After reading. Fair enough. <laughs> what we're talking about. Now you know <laughs> NASA wants to send blimps to Venus. And the next time you bring it up, I'll be like, what? Cool. <laughs> Nautical miles, 1.8 kilometers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, there's so many planets out there. Yeah. <laughs> and as, as Lee spoiled earlier, right. the Fermi paradox is a solution to the Drake equation. Hey. Or it, it, is an, it addresses the Drake equation. Right. And the Drake equation is essentially this, it's more of a, it's not really an equation as much as it is sort of a thought process. Sure, yeah. That gives you a bunch of terms to estimate the probability of active right. life in, in the universe. So you okay. just multiply so like a bunch of probabilities down, yeah. sort of. Okay. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, the probability of a star existing, probability of, of water existing, and then okay. you just multiply all these probabilities together and yeah. come up with a total probability at the end. Yeah. And so Frank Drake, who is an astrophysicist slash astronomer, mm. came up with this equation, and he founded SETI, Search for Extraterrestrial yeah. Intelligence. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. cool. Which in the uh, late 90s and early 2000s, I think you and I ran the SETI at home. Yeah, 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 on our PlayStations. Um, on on uh, like our, our computers, too, as a as a screensaver. And yeah. it, what it did, it, is it would compute out a lot of the uh, radio data that SETI would get and just check to see if there would be any yeah. hidden signals, and they would just have people's computers do them when they're 
They're running their screensavers. Like a virtual supercomputer, yeah. I guess, because like farm it all out. Cool. Yeah, pretty cool. And we didn't find aliens. So that's the aliens. Yeah, and wasted all that. I could have been watching like a star <laughs> field instead. I was watching that. Stupid <laughs> You're watching a bunch of like blocks, <laughs> watching like, Windows logos. Wasted time. Out. Exactly. Yeah. And and so like without throwing any numbers in here. Yeah. Almost any extremely conservative application of the Drake equation, like we're going like, let's guess really, really small odds. Yeah. Because the the universe is so big and yeah. how big the galaxy is ourselves, and our galaxy isn't even that big. Yeah. There ah. should be thousands right. of right. intelligent life forms, like at least at our level. Right. right. Within our galaxy. Yeah, know. within our okay. galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> Sidebar. Uh, kind of a wasted opportunity that Drake hasn't released an album called Absolutely. The Drake Equation. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what a dumbass. And if he releases it, we can take credit now. Maybe the Drake <laughs> on one of these other planets has done it. Yeah, probably. Because there has to be one. There's at least a thousand of them. <laughs> it's thousands of Drakes. <laughs> so let's get into some pop culture. Yeah. UFOs, greys, they're all real. I, I was knew lying it. all along. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I saw one when I was eight. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did? So they're, yeah. No. So there's like legit no evidence that any UFO sightings, Roswell, Area 51, alien abductions, it's all I'm, not scientifically I'm dis- correct. I'm disappointed, Norm. It's, it's the government covering it up, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Norm, unfortunately. They don't want you to have that information. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, believe it or not, the thing that is most commonly mistaken for a UFO is the moon. Get out of here. <laughs> I unfortunately believe it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a harvest moon yeah. tonight. Oh, like the reflection of the moon? Nah, yeah. just the just moon. The moon up in the sky. And when you think of stuff like, like you know, the traditional, what is it, close encounters where yeah. an alien UFO lands and walks out and he's like, hello, human. Yeah. yeah. And there are like physical beings that are similar to us, but just grayer yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and taller. And, and that is very strange because that's kind of like a projection of, or that, that perception of aliens is what humans perceive aliens to be because yeah. they only perceive aliens to be human-like. Right. Right. Yeah. right. And that's kind of limiting and kind of silly to think that they would be just like us. Yeah, well, totally. Yeah. From an evolutionary perspective, that would mean that as a universal truth, two arms, two legs, right. five fingers eyes, is the best configuration. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, eyes on the front of your head, <laughs> the pr- yeah. head on Predator top. Predator eyes, etc. Yeah. Like, there are so many ways that we could have turned out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Could have been like a bunch of talking farts. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us are. <laughs> Look at this guy. I'm pointing to myself. <laughs> and so, like, with that type of thing, you know, that that is a very 1950s perception of aliens with right, kind sure. of more modern thought about they, they needed a yeah. human to fit in the costume. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And once we, we kind of do so much, yeah. once we kind of figured out how impossible it is to fly a ship between stars. Right. Remember how we were saying that the closest star is four and a half light years away? Yeah. Yeah. That's going at light speed. Yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah. like imagine this alien in a it's Volkswagen a somehow <laughs> can get to Earth. Yeah, right. This yeah. civilization has faster than light travel somehow. Yeah. Or at least light speed travel. Yeah. They would be gods. Yeah, right. Yeah, they exactly. would not be some guy, clothless, right. gray guy walking down me and, uh, hey man, um, can I get some directions to the yeah, gas yeah. station? Yeah, I broke down. Uh, you guys uh, got any lithium? Yeah. Yeah. And the We com- do, actually. The complete, like, infeasibility. What fuel source could you possibly have that would right. send a ship? Yeah. Like, a, even a car-sized ship that has one alien on it, let alone this gigantic one. Yeah. yeah. You know, we can't even imagine that. Like, no. we don't, we don't, uh, like, and this is why it's 
much less likely that you're going to encounter a physical alien like a gray. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and more likely some sort of robot. Okay, cool. Because the smaller a thing is, so yeah. you, let's say you can make a robot the size of your cell phone and, yeah. and send off to space, the easier it is to get that thing to light speed. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> and that's then why you, missiles can go faster than yeah. planes. And sure, that's sure. why you don't need a person flying that. Well, <laughs> that's <laughs> ultimately what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. <clears throat> yeah, so like that is more likely the encounter for aliens will be some sort of drone. Some sort of yeah. drone. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I never thought of that. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, so from from realistic sci-fi technology, yeah. so the uh, unlikelihood of an alien actually landing and saying, hey. Yeah. Uh, but some realistic sci-fi technology. Uh, one is this thing called the Von Neumann probe. <laughs> okay. And it was coined by this mathematician named John von Neumann. Okay. And it's the idea Brother that. Bon Jovi. Yeah. <laughs> it is not John Bon Jovi. <laughs> <laughs> Why would their last names be John different? John von Jovi. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go on. <laughs> yeah, so the von Neumann probe. Uh, yeah. it, the, the idea is it is a, a, a probe, mm-hmm. some, sort of, so, some sort of machine yeah. that self replicates. Okay. So it can fly. To a, a solar system, yeah. detect an asteroid that has metal, yeah. mine it, and then yeah. create another drone, huh. and then send that one to another star system so while this one cool. orbits hmm. and waits. Yeah. So it essentially, each one will create infinite drones and send them out to right. every star. So the idea is any reasonably intelligent civilization yeah. would have created these von Neumann probes and yeah. sent them to every single star right. in the in the galaxy because... Yeah. That's exactly what we would do. If yeah. We have this capability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in fact, we will be probably wanting to do something like this yeah. in the near future just to create this little, just to check out other stars. Because like the old, like these things would be so small, they can get to light speed, near light speed. Right. And we'll be able to get to every star. Why don't they just create some kind of, I'll call it a proto-molecule. <laughs> And never mind, that's too many, too many spoilers. <laughs> okay, cool. So, so even with these von Neumann probes yeah. at, at sort of conservative speeds, yeah. you could have one on, on every star in the galaxy in about, you know, a few million years. Right. Which is a it's long time. A, but it's not but, for robots. Yeah, less time that you'd spend trying to get to the closest star. And also yeah. it is, the the galaxy is 13.7 billion years. Right. Billion, so it is... Like, if you think of how little a, a few million years is with respect to 13 billion, yeah. it would be inconsequential yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to like have a, a probe on every star and just keeping an eye out for, right. for aliens. Hmm. Uh, so that is one of the, the more realistic sci-fi things is the von, von okay. Neumann probe. But I suppose the other depressing aspect of that is, again, given how old our galaxy is, they might have done that. And then those drones might have just degraded over time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Bummer. Yeah, and th- there's actually some some neat sort of ridiculous sci-fi related to the, okay. the drones. Yeah. So if drones are the way we would make them, which yeah. is with machines, they're 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 silicon or whatever, yeah. uh, and they have programming and they have digital logic. Yeah. The cosmic rays can flip can flip signals, corrupt data yeah. in your program and yeah, in right. any programming. Yeah. So there's the possibility that you would need to hard program in your your probe to be yeah. a survivalist probe. Okay. Which means it'll survive at any cost. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Which means it will likely cannibalize things that aren't probes to make more probes. Right. And then there's the sort of crazy sci-fi idea. It's called the Grey Goose scenario. Okay. Where uh, these Von Neumann probes would just turn everything 
all matter into von Neumann probes. <laughs> My family! Yeah, so I make these probes. <laughs> everything is turned into probes. Like the rules. Yeah, it's it's like, just the universe of probes. So all that will be left is just great goo. Like the rules. Wow. Um, that, that's kind of like a crazy scenario. Because you could just program uh, hard programming into, uh, how about everyone just make one probe and, and not yeah. goo everyone? Right. Pessimistic <laughs> ordering on yeah, maniacal. I feel like that's that's the kind of thing where like, Someone forgets a line of code. <laughs> yeah. Like, you guys didn't send out the... You did. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, the if if shit goes down, all go to goo. Yeah, right. It's like that Fantasia scenario with the brooms oh, that get the water. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Wow. But that is super cool. I guess that would be a cool way to populate or explore the, the galaxy. Huh. Drones. Yeah. And if you were sort of Perhaps. reckless, you could just be like, yeah, fuck it, I don't care. I'll, yeah. be, I'll be gone by then. Just send yeah, it away. Right. <laughs> go, go it away, boys. Not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so a little some more other quote-unquote realistic sci-fi technology. Yep. You may have heard of this one. It's called the Dyson Sphere. I have heard mm. of that. That's super cool. I've heard it, those words. It, it's together. popularized by the mathematician and physicist Freeman Dyson. And also Star Trek. Isn't it? I assume it's a Star Trek. I think Trek. it was in Star Trek. Yeah. Okay. So the idea yeah. is any sufficiently advanced civilization would try to utilize their sun yeah. as oh, a power yeah. source. Yeah. yeah. I've heard so that. the idea for the Dyson Sphere is you build a sphere around the sun yeah. to harvest all its power. And yeah. you are a type one You would be a type two, two, two at two. this point. Right, right, right. What? Someone, are the different types of civilizations? This is the Kardashev scale. <laughs> okay. And it's just it's effectively just... Just a way to, because people like classifying things. Sure. So, yeah. so they would say a type one civilization is one that utilizes all the energy of its planet. Okay. Right. The type two would utilize all the energy capability of its star system. Oh, okay. So they would dominate the star system right, and the right, type yeah. three would dominate the galaxy. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so we're like type point. point yeah. seven ish Okay. Like we're almost Such using as much losers. as our planet can do, but okay. not, not even close. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe in a couple hundred years, we might be able to utilize all the energy that our planet produces okay obviously there's no type three because we're not currently being whipped to death by some overlords <laughs> or are we well uh, yeah we? okay sure or are <laughs> we but yeah exactly Matrix. because that's the other you're probably it sounds like you're, you're getting yeah, yeah, there it's, it's there but the idea of I'll let you <laughs> yeah so there was a lot of like hubbub recently about one of these stars that they detected that was dip the 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 light was dipping in a very weird way and they were thinking oh that must got to be a dyson sphere it's got to be a dyson sphere i remember that yeah this was maybe a couple years ago um there was obviously no evidence to this but the idea for dyson spheres are interesting but it's highly unlikely that they could exist how what would the diameter of one of these spheres be this is the thing if we used our sun for an example and you actually had a fully encased sun in a dyson sphere And somehow you're generating light on Earth for whatever reason. Sure. That would require more matter than exists in the solar system that right. isn't hydrogen or helium. Most of the matter in it is hydrogen and helium. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you would have to cannibalize every single planet, and then you still wouldn't have enough to bake a Dyson sphere. <laughs> Guys yeah. are coming up short. Yeah. <laughs> uh, believe it or not, I, I don't think you remember, the sun is huge. Yeah, the pretty sun's big. pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever built a tent before, but if imagine a tent the size of the sun and of any thickness, yeah. it would collapse under its own stress. Yeah, right? <laughs> instantly. <laughs> How, yeah, that... The functional Dyson sphere is unlikely, but yeah. there are things that could possibly be similar like a Dyson ring 
Okay. Which okay. is just a ring of stuff. For sure, yeah. Sure. Capt- you know, absorbing solar energy. Which and would then, still capture a lot of energy. Yeah, and then beaming it back to your planet or yeah. doing whatever you can with it. And that's yeah. kind of a more realistic solution is to have some sort of Dyson ring or a yeah. Dyson swarm, as they call them. Okay. Dyson that, cube? That'd be easy. <laughs> that, you hear it here first. <laughs> NASA, get on it. So there is a crazy potential for uh, a Dyson structure because okay. like how do you get the the matter to make a dyson divide like you need stuff there so there's actually the idea that we could sacrifice mercury our friend oh, okay because yeah. mercury is almost entirely iron right. oh, and so okay. you can take mercury and to basically blow it up okay. and convert it into iron oxide which is a highly reflective material right. and then use those as solar reflectors can you imagine civiliz- if civilization gets to a point where they can make those decisions you imagine like a meeting at the UN. So we we blown up we blown up Mercury. We're all agreed <laughs> that we're gonna blow up one of our planets that's been around forever and Just for uh, iron, iron, and you know various. That'd be cool. Resources That'd be, that would be pretty cool that to get to that. Pretty, yeah. Like you're now the future is now. Yeah, yeah. Kind of thing. Screw jetpacks. <laughs> just, just nuke Mercury. Just nuke nuke Mercury. <laughs> All right, on to the the actual Fermi paradox. Now okay. that we're done just goofing around. <laughs> so so there's various what they call solutions to the Fermi paradox. I don't call them solutions. I call them answers yeah, to the Fermi right. paradox because yeah. it's, it's semantics. Yeah, yeah sure. The, the primary solution to the Fermi paradox is this thing called the Great Filter. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Heard of that. And it was a it was coined by a philosopher, Nick Bostrom. Okay. And the idea is that intelligent life arises with yep. fairly good odds as we expect. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, there's some limiting factor that prevents these civilizations from becoming galactic. Right. Yeah. yeah. And the question is like, what are the possibilities for, yeah. for this? And uh, th- there's quite a few. Okay. One of the main ideas is like planets that can support life probably aren't rare. But maybe there's something about the planets that prevents uh, uh, single cells from going to multi cells, from right. going to animals, from yeah. going to brains. Okay. Right. Yeah. So like whatever this filter is, yeah. there, there's there's a theory that obviously we exist on some timeline. Yeah. And the filter might be behind us, and yeah. that we might have already passed it, and we might just be accelerating into to the future of yeah. intelligence, or yeah. the filter is ahead of us and yeah. we're screwed. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've always heard it expressed as like the filter is basically once a civilization gets advanced enough to destroy itself yeah it, you either you either don't or you do yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably do yeah, and probably do <laughs> but, but the filter could very well be brains developing that's yeah right, right? like yeah we'll, uh, we'll eventually get through the evolution of life on earth and how many very coincidentally convenient things happen to allow us to get to where we are right. today yeah for sure mm-hmm. the, so the great filter let's just say we are the first civilization to get past the great filter yeah right. yeah the making us the only people that can even talk about stuff like this right. and that's crazy think of like the dumbest person you know and that person <laughs> is one of the smartest people in the universe oh, <laughs> and i know we're all thinking of the same person right we sure are <laughs> that's that's distressing although that, that might make you feel better every now and then if you're having a particularly dumb day <laughs> i'm one of the smartest yeah. people in the galaxy yeah. <laughs> possibly yes. the first yeah. <laughs> no, no no i'm subscribing to this <laughs> okay. Yeah, unfortunately, the filter could be ahead of us, as mm-hmm. as Peter was saying. Mm-hmm. Once you get big enough to destroy yourself, everyone may inevitably in- yeah. destroy themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a possibility that all civilizations move towards AI, and right. AI destroys everything. I welcome our robot overlords. <laughs> and then there's also like crazy stuff where like genetic mutations eventually cause sterilizations, like in right. 
you know, Children of Men, Handmaid's Tale, but there's mm, also yeah. some weird stuff with like Y chromosome mutations yeah. um, in the long term in a few million years. Yeah. And if we can't outrun that, yeah. you know, that, that those are the types of weird things that in the long term, if you don't race race to solve, yeah, yeah. you can sort of be screwed with that. So yeah. it's possible there's just some great filter ahead of us that'll prevent us from, from living on forever. Bummer. <laughs> yeah. I hope you didn't come to this episode hoping to be uplifting following the Cosmic Terror episode. <laughs> oh, no. No. There's no answers. The We're speculations all alone. are... We're all alone. Bleak. Yeah. We're alone. Yeah, we <laughs> are literally alone. <laughs> so uh, hold your lover tight. <laughs> or whatever you got. So there's... Well, let's just quickly discuss how life on Earth appeared, because okay. that'll give us a frame to how life could possibly occur on other planets. Totally. Mm. So uh, Earth is, what, what did I say, four point something, five billion years yeah, old? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like, I mean, Peter's the biologist here, so correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, oh. But life on Earth essentially yeah. evolves starting from what is... What is considered, these are not alive. Yeah. Um, so things that are not alive are things like RNA. These are yep. proteins. Yeah. But you eventually get RNA, they're, they're proteins that just self-replicate. Yeah. And then you eventually get DNA. Yeah. And these are th things that self-replicate but yep. are not technically alive. And now double strand. Yeah. And then you'll <laughs> you'll eventually get single cells. Yep. Which are, according to definition, alive. Yeah. 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 So you basically you go from, you, you know, you get RNA, DNA, replication, single yep. cells, and this is your abiogenesis where life comes from thing something that wasn't life before. Yeah. And then single cells evolve into multi-cells. Multi-cells can evolve into plants and animals. Plants and animals evolve into us. Yeah. So those first Simple. few steps, like the RNA, DNA, and all that stuff, single mm -hmm. cell stuff, can actually happen geologically extremely quickly. We have fossils that show like algae from three and a half to four billion years ago. Right. So this is... Barely after the earth was formed and it's still molten rock being right. pummeled by meteors. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All of those steps up until algae yeah. have already happened, could have already happened up to this point. Right, yeah, because at that point you're still, everything's pretty simple yeah. in terms of like on the yeah. evolutionary scale. And so like at this time, th this this period is called the late heavy bombardment. So it was right, right. when the, the solar system was forming. So there's tons yeah. of yeah. like asteroids everywhere and the earth is molten and it's getting just destroyed with meteors all the time, yeah. Just, yeah. just smashed up. Yeah. Yet there's still life. Right. right. So you think of that's a crazy situation and yeah. we've had life there. Yeah. And basically as soon as life could form on earth, yeah. it did. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Against <laughs> right? all odds. Yeah. yeah. So like you think like, oh, they made these odds are impossible. Like yeah. our one data point says as soon as life could have happened, it, it, it did. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And there's also some evidence to suggest that life could have evolved, yeah. been destroyed by the late heavy bombardment, and then right. evolved again independently. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, like, it's possible that life evolved twice independently yeah. as soon as possible. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. We also know that there's all these extremophiles that can live in crazy conditions. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, microbes that live Super in... Super hot, low acidic. Heat. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So, you know, salt levels, radiation, tons yeah. of different... Things so we're not limited to walking, talking humans with bodies necessarily. Yeah, right. No, exactly. Although, an intelligent life probably needs a much more stable environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But even like sta stable doesn't necessarily mean you know oxygen and nitrogen. Yes, correct. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It just means uh, not changing a lot, yeah. such that you yeah. don't consistent fall apart. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So those yeah. first what four billion years of life, uh, 
you know, yada yada through all that stuff, yada yada through the dinosaurs. Sure. Yep. You get to get some modern humans. Boring. So we've been around for you about. Take that back. Dinosaurs are amazing. <laughs> I'm, of course, I. Think amazing. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I think I have something on dinosaurs later. We'll talk about that. Ooh. Uh, but yeah, modern humans have been around for about two hundred fifty thousand years. So okay. like Homo sapiens, yep. basically us people with the equivalent brains to us. Yep. Yeah. And so that that's kind of like the beginning of our important history. The beginning of our sort of technologically scientific modern history is about a hundred years, and that that's when we started broadcasting radio. Okay, and that's this is where aliens being able to hear us actually matters because right, okay, okay, okay. there's realistically no way they could have seen us. Right. Unless they were here. Uh, but it's unlikely you're like, ah, oh, there's a planet over there. Let's go and check. Let's go over there to confirm there's no apes walking around Let's scratching their butts. Let's go build some pyramids. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go some build some pyramids and leave. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, Let's arrange yeah. these rocks in a circle. That'll mm, really fuck with them. Yeah. <laughs> These guys won't know what. Uh, yeah, so for about 100 years, we've been broadcasting radio. Okay. So that means that our radio signals are about 100 light years away. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, and we've been detecting oh, yeah, radio right. signals for about a hundred years, probably, eh, probably less than that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So we can detect things from a hundred light years away. Yeah. So we've heard nothing. Right. So right. all we know is that within a hundred light years of us, which is nothing, right. which is no dis basically nowhere. Yeah. No one is broadcasting AM radio. <laughs> That's a really, <laughs> there's no sports news talk. <laughs> <laughs> no one but us is, is broadcasting. Does... Anyone on Earth still broadcast AM radio? <laughs> <laughs> AM like, radio is just the thing that I accidentally hit in my car. <laughs> and right. again, a hundred years is absolutely nothing. No. Like, let's. What happens if there was a, a civilization? 300 years ago that was broadcasting tons and tons of uh, EDM over radio. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, ah, let's cut this. And then yeah. we just missed it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe like, we're not going there. <laughs> this garbage music. Yeah, so that hundred light years is the furthest uh, signal we've ever sent. Yeah, right. The furthest things we've ever sent. Oh, right. yes. Are, are the Voyager probes. Right. Launched yeah. in 97. Oh, okay. Yep. Or sorry, 97. Right. Yeah, 77. Yeah, right. Oh, right, right. <laughs> there are two probes sent out to explore the outer planets. Um, yep. And it, they, they took advantage of the fact that, I think, what is it, Saturn... Jupiter, Saturn, yeah. Uranus, and Neptune were all lined up in a way that they could visit them all. Oh, cool! Oh, nice. And it was nice. kind of like a once in a lifetime thing. Yeah. So they're like, oh, we gotta, no! we gotta check these all out. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, in yeah. fact, like the the pictures that we have from like Uranus and Neptune, yeah. the only pictures we ever have from those up close are from one or both of these probes. I can't remember. Oh, cool! Wow. Yeah. Wow. So we've only ever visited them once. Huh? Jeez. And I didn't realize. That's cool. Uh, yeah, so Voyager 1, uh, when they were both done their missions, they just ejected them out into interstellar space because they're like, let's see what's going on over there. Right, yeah. Uh -huh. So uh, Voyager 1 effectively left the solar system yeah. in 2012. <laughs> 77. Wow. Yeah. 77 to 2012. Yeah, so they're doing some <laughs> missions, and I can't remember when they actually stopped doing data. Okay. Yeah. But then they're like, all right, let's get out of here, and they've just peaced out, and it took them until 2012 to effectively get out of the solar system. <laughs> so... We've gone nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> and this might be a dumb question. There's no communication with Voyager. Actually, right? uh, oh. Voyager 2, I, Voyager 2 or Voyager 1, yeah. it's still transmitting data at okay. 160 bits per second. Okay. Which is 187,500 times slower than a high-speed internet connection. <laughs> so we're still waiting for that picture to load. Yeah. They're yeah. sent in like we're the 80s. Waiting. Well, yeah, well, like they're sent. Yeah. We're still waiting for the boobs to show. <laughs> <laughs> they're, 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 Come they're, on! They're sending, 
1970s data speeds compared to, <laughs> to today. I mean, it's not bad. It's not bad. Well, sure. Okay. <laughs> All yeah. things considered. Fair enough. I just realized that I ugh'd at information being sent from outside the solar system. It so it's cool. still no. still pretty cool. The, the, the So the Voyager probes are the first probes we've ever sent out of the solar system. Right. And realistically, in 50 to 100 years, we'll have... If not von Neumann probes, yeah. some sort of tiny probes that can easily get yeah. to places. Even if they don't replicate, we can just make them and send them to yeah. a thousand stars. I was just going to say, that seems like such a no-brainer. Yeah. Just make yeah. tiny things and shoot them everywhere. Shoot yeah. them. Yeah, and there's a lot of neat stuff with uh, propulsion. Like, you hit them with a laser to accelerate them, and they're so small, right? They just they just blast away really, really fast. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, so they don't need fuel. Yeah. Uh, or they can use light sails. Stuff like That'd that. That'd be so <laughs> like, again, cool. Again, if they're like, like they're these little plastic drones, <laughs> right? They, yeah. they don't need a lot of energy to actually. Uh, so like a hundred yeah. years after that, this angry alien shows up and like with a garbage bag full like Or I picture like an alien flying through space and just one of these probes just like blink off his windscreen. Yeah. Or like what was those that? dudes Probably in uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like no, that was just Earth's last hope. Stand by me with like they bash mailboxes with bats and yeah. here comes another one <laughs> uh, all my aliens are juvenile to yeah me. apparently <laughs> <laughs> that's what I picture alright so we just described life on earth and how yep. far we've reached yep. mm-hmm. uh, so it's quite possible that microbial life is extremely common Yeah, and like I don't think there's much debate as to whether microbial life is common Sure. so then one of the solutions to the Fermi paradox as to why we don't see everything is yep. maybe there are aspects of the earth that yeah. make it very, very rare, rarer than you think. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that allowed us to get to where we are. Okay. And it's called the rare earth hypothesis. Okay. And so there's a lot of very convenient things that happened to the earth along the way. Luck played a part in right. all of these sure. that allowed us to get to where we are. Okay. So one of the things is there's a concept called the galactic habitable zone. Okay. And that is the idea that star systems in certain areas of the galaxy are actually safer yeah. than others. So okay. if you're really close to the center of the galaxy, yeah. there's lots of matter there. All right. And that means there's lots and lots of neutron stars and neutron stars blow up. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not and a good they, situation. They, they, when, when they die, they die in supernovas and yeah. turn into neutron stars. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> and when, when they supernova, they can create these things called gamma ray bursts, which are like focused beams of gamma rays. Right, right. And they don't turn you into the Hulk. They just eradicate <laughs> you. Oh, okay. Yeah. If a gamma ray burst were to hit a planet, it would kill all life. Right. Okay. All right. So there's a lot of gamma ray bursts happening in the center of the, or the closer to the center of the galaxy. Right. And there's also our giant black hole there, which creates lots of radiation. So it's not really habitable. Yep. On the outsides of the galaxy, where there's less matter, there's not enough supernovas. (laughs) Ah, Okay. (laughs) So supernovas are important because they generate all elements heavier than helium, hydrogen, basically any complex element yeah. is generated in a supernova. Okay. Mm. Semi sidebar. We are all made of stars. I'm sure you've heard of that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and that Moby song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the the philosophical understanding of that is stars only have hel- hydrogen and helium when they burn and right. then carbon, oxygen, etc. Okay. Your body has many <clears throat> elements that aren't those things. Those things are only created in supernovas. Yeah. So every atom in your body yeah. was at one point a star. Okay. That was supernovaed. 
Huh. That's the meaning of we are all made of stars. Huh. Uh, we cool. are star stuff. That's cool. Uh, yeah. Which one? Um, the, which supernova? The, the, yeah. Je- Jeff. Point, point oh, Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, so remember we talked about last week, the, like <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. when the Big Bang happened, yeah. only hydrogen, helium, and a little bit of lithium yeah. existed. Yeah. So everything other than those three were created in supernovas oh, at some really point. Oh, that's really cool. Okay. Jeez. So that's why we're star stuff. Yeah. Mm. And, Thanks, yeah, and because we have no hydrogen free hydrogen in our bodies it's all bound to right things and yeah that's carbon. cool <laughs> yeah so metals uh, okay. as, as you know there's lots of metals like iron and and like zinc and stuff that are like we need to survive as complex yep. beings and complex beings need metals and then and intelligent beings doom <laughs> intelligent beings need these one. heavy metals okay <laughs> <laughs> i sidestepped it once i couldn't do it again okay fair enough. said heavy metal before I was like, don't say it yeah, yeah. so so we were saying there's not enough supernovas happening on the outside of the galaxy right, right, that yeah. means there's not a lot of metals out there sure yeah, yeah. so you kind of need to be in this habitable zone where you're far enough away from supernovas to not be destroyed by them <laughs> yeah. but close enough that metals exist benefit from there okay because it's Existence. it's very unlikely that a uh, intelligent species could arise that didn't have metals okay or access to things that they could make technology with because yeah. if you're sitting there and you're like oh we've got carbon and rocks yeah, yeah. but no silicon or no aluminum yeah you can't ever make anything useful no. not to mention our blood wouldn't work if it wasn't for iron yeah, yeah so that is one of the possibilities that there's this galactic ha- galactic habitable zone yeah which really cuts off a lot of the galaxy from having intelligent life. Oof. Yeah. Okay. Think about it. We're actually kind of on the middle outside of the galaxy, so okay. we're in a real nice place to avoid gamma ray bursts. Yeah, but mm. still have lots and lots of metals. Yeah, and, right. And uranium and sweet spot. Yeah, so that's one of the possibilities. Is that there's a galactical habitable zone. Yeah. There's also the fact that our sun is freakishly stable. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah. that means its luminosity, its brightness is yeah. relatively stable. You know, there's solar flares and stuff, but yeah. compared to most other stars of the same class, it's really stable, mm-hmm. which means you're not constantly blasting your planet with UV rays that right. go through your atmosphere and kill everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> most stars, about half of them in a galaxy, are actually binary stars. So it's two stars, two suns that orbit each other. Right. And when you have that, y- your star system is really unstable because yeah. you end up, instead of Everything going around one star, everything's yeah. going around two stars, which are going around each other. Mm, yeah. So you you get really weird planetary orbits around binary stars. Huh. And so that's mean. how you get Jedi, right? Exactly. And okay, Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Luke, yeah, that's where the midi midichlorians <laughs> came from. Oh, well then. <laughs> you blow it take up. it back. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one Anakin and it's uh, Hayden Christensen. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't his fault. <clears throat> he, he did the best with what he had. Well, yeah, he had to make lemonade somehow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we have a really lucky sun. We also already t- talked about briefly, but the, the habitable zone. Okay. So within our sun, there is a region where we can have rocky planets that are warm that have liquid water. Yeah, right. So right. we're in the habitable zone. Yeah. Uh, but another thing that's kind of relevant to our planet, though, is yeah. it's it's heavy, but it's heavy enough. Okay. Mars is actually a lot smaller than Earth. Okay. And because it's a lot smaller, it has less gravity. Right. Uh-huh. And because it has less gravity, it doesn't hold on to its atmosphere. And so Mars has almost no atmosphere. Right, right, right. When you're sitting on Mars, you're getting bombarded by straight on by the rays right. uh, from the sun. Right. Yeah. Earth has an atmosphere, and it's large enough to hold it. So there's enough gravity to hold its atmosphere. Uh-huh. Right. But the gravity isn't so high that it holds so much atmosphere that light can't get through. So if you're if you're really like a mega heavy Earth, yeah. it's just going to hold all of the gases yeah. as the atmosphere, and then you won't get as much light in. 
right, which right, right. is leads to photosynthesis, yeah, as yeah, you yeah. may may have heard of in biology class. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. And the atmosphere also protects us from UV rays. Yeah, right. Uh, but it only does that because there's oxygen in the atmosphere. Oh. <laughs> it's a real yeah. Goldilocks situation. Starting to, yeah, it's starting yeah, to sound yeah, a lot more right. rare than I thought. And as we <laughs> had previously discussed, oxygen did not exist at the Big Bang. Yeah. So somehow oxygen had to arise. Yeah. Hmm. And so I, I, like, if you know much about the Earth's evolution, yeah. there were about two and a half billion years when the Earth was being formed yeah. where there was no oxygen on the Earth. Okay. okay. It was CO2 and other things. And, yeah. and like, I guess you probably know this from biology, yeah. the initial, like the earlier life forms yeah. didn't use oxygen to right. metabolize. Well, energy. when they're just RNA and DNA. Yeah. There was this thing two and a half billion years ago called the oxygen revolution mm -hmm. where the uh, plankton and algae and things mm -hmm. like that, that actually consume light yeah. and water yeah. via photosynthesis. Yeah. And CO2 yeah. to create oxygen. And yeah. so oxygen is their byproduct. Right, right. And for whatever mysterious reason, the amount of oxygen in the atmosphere blew up at that point. Okay. Hmm. At this point, everything was breathing CO2 and expelling oxygen. Yeah. So it was actually poisoning everything. Uh, oh, yeah, oxygen right. was bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so this was actually called the Great Oxygen Extinction. Oh, jeez. <laughs> because... Hey, check it out. I can make oxygen. Did you make it too much? <laughs> and so that was a massive extinction. And by luck, certain simple life forms breathed oxygen yeah, yeah, and yeah. those were able to flourish yeah yeah, yeah. You know, this is great i don't know what yeah. you guys are complaining yeah. about it. <laughs> love it yeah. but if those guys didn't exist these things would just kill themselves yeah it would be yeah. like us cutting up all our trees and then being like where's our air people yeah, yeah that'd be yeah. dumb that'd, yeah imagine don't if we were, do like, that burning our amazon rain forest. that won't happen peter relax <laughs> okay everything's fine. yeah so so those like those <laughs> Those aerobic cells yeah, have yeah. evolved into us. Yeah. Because yeah. we breathe oxygen. We sure we do. do. All yeah, the so, time. So that yeah. was a weird thing, a very convenient occurrence. Right. Hmm. Huh. So, so why is... <laughs> really? Yeah. So like oxygen is actually really important from a complex metabolic standpoint because yep. oxygen as an element is really, really reactive. Yep. Yeah. And that means it's really efficient at transferring energy. Yeah. And so complex life, like humans and... Dogs, yeah, <laughs> sure. Like <laughs> only those two things. And, and, really, and this is what you're talking yeah. about. Like you know, would yeah. like uh, a, a non-carbon based yeah. life form exist? A non-oxygen breathing life form exist? Right. It could, but uh, oxygen is the third most common element in the universe, okay. right? And okay. it's highly reactive and really efficient, right? So mm -hmm. it is quite likely yeah. that any advanced species would metabolize energy with oxygen. Right, okay, that makes mm. sense. There's a possibility you use sulfur or some other weird sure. stuff, but yeah. Yeah. oxygen is the obvious trigger yeah, to look yeah, yeah. for. Okay. So that's why they're finding that planet that we that they said recently that right. had an oxygen atmosphere. Yeah. That's really important because from what we know, oxygen is a byproduct of plants. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it works. So it suggests potential oh. life. But there's also theories of how non-biological oxygen can be produced. So oh, okay. don't, huh. keep your pants on. <laughs> Zip it up. <laughs> but they're already all the way off. <laughs> so would it not make sense that, because you going back to earlier, you were saying the idea that our idea of aliens is very human, like mm -hmm. we have yeah. legs and eyes in the front. Yeah. And yeah. So if you're talking about a habitable planet in that sort of sweet spot yeah. away from the star that has rocks and water and yeah. oxygen... Would it not make sense for life forms to grow in a similar, like, would that not be a sort of template? Well, I mean, yeah. 
more or less. Like hands are a good solution. The the way our hands look are right, a good solution, right. but they're not the only solution. No, of course not. To gripping and whatever. And oh, eyes are the best sports. solution we have, but they're not the best because we can't see infrared and we can't see mm-hmm. a, a lot of colors. So right. they're a solution, but they're not necessarily the only solution. No. Okay. So just then, a, a quandary of mine. Yeah. Yeah. And like, like th- this is like the there's a counter argument to this rare earth hypothesis that we'll get to at the end. Oh, okay, and, okay, and cool. we go through, but it kind of goes through some stuff Sweet. like that. Yeah. Um, so, so other things that make our earth particularly convenient is that uh, we have the perfect moon. Hmm. So, I do love the moon. <laughs> it's pretty perfect. So th- our moon was created when, presumably, mm-hmm. uh, during the, the late heavy bombardment or sometime when Earth was forming, yeah. another planet that was Earth size smashed into the Earth. Okay. Yeah. And out of that formed a giant moon. So okay. relative to our size, our moon is huge. Mm. Right. But the, the uh, interesting sidebar, they figured this out by taking <laughs> rocks from the moon. Yeah. And they're like, oh, these are the same rocks that our Earth is made of. Oh, you mixed up the rocks. Those are earth rocks, you moron. <laughs> He's like, um, I brought a backpack of rocks to the moon. Is that all right? <laughs> yeah, so the, the, the thing about the moon being big is it actually stabilizes the Earth's orbit. Right. So yeah, right, typically okay. a lot of the planets have like really wobbly axes yeah. um, or like crazy orbits or spin really quickly. Yeah. But the fact that our moon is so big, it actually slows down our orbit. Okay. Or sorry, it slows down our rotation right, right, and yeah. stabilizes the uh, the axis. So we still have seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. still have procession of the yeah. zodiac with like some wobble, but yeah. it's really, really relatively stable for what it is, thanks to the moon basically forcing the gravity mm. to hold it in place. Uh, right. Now, having a slower rotating Earth yeah. means you have less crazy weather. Right, yeah. Which right. is really beneficial yep. for... <laughs> You want stable conditions. For evolution, yeah, yeah stable yeah. conditions. Same thing for the, the wobbling axis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Same thing for the moons stabilizing the Earth's rotation, mm. really stabilized weather. Because if you mm. think about Venus, the weather in there is insane. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's other reasons why it's not, you can't live there. But, right. <laughs> but like, it's got some crazy, crazy ass Mostly weather. the wet. You don't want to be on Venus in spring oh. or summer uh, or winter. You ever. wonder don't why you even Venus. went. Yeah. Our solar system also has a Jupiter. Right, 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 right. Hey, <laughs> I love a Jupiter. Yeah, it has a Jupiter that is on the outside of the solar system that yeah. protects us from a lot of stuff. Right. Typically, yeah. uh, most systems actually have what is called a hot Jupiter. Okay. So Jupiters tend to form near the star. Okay. Closer. You're right. Like, oh, okay. like, like, close to, like, uh, the, like, where Mercury and Venus are oh, normally. Okay. Really? Yeah. But, yeah, so mo- the majority of stars actually have a hot Jupiter. Right. It's still like a gas? Yep. Oh, okay. Exactly like that. Yeah. But we have a Jupiter, cold Jupiter, right mm. out there. He's a cool that, Jupiter. That, that is strange. Yeah, and there, there's theories that the hot Jupiter formed in the middle, yeah, or like likely like it would near the sun, out. and then it it moved out yep. along with all the other stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. like the idea that maybe Saturn pulled it, and they're they're they each pulled each other out yeah. to like get their stable positions. Yeah, but the fact that Jupiter is there yeah. is another real big convenience because it sucks up so much danger yeah. that hmm. would, would kill us. Well, doesn't, isn't that oh. part of the reason why it has so many moons? Are those objects that just entered our solar system? Got a buttload and, of yeah. moons. Yeah. yeah. So it's like the security guard. Yeah. Okay. But but this time the bouncer's outside the bar protecting us instead of inside like, the yeah, bar yeah, preventing yeah. us yeah. while well, we're getting smashed from the outside. <laughs> yeah. From weirdos trying to get in. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Well, okay. That analogy died, but you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we we have a regular Jupiter and not a hot Jupiter. Okay. I don't know. I think our Jupiter's pretty good looking. Hot. Yeah. Yeah. We also have water. Right. And here's the other thing. 
the habitable zone is actually really, really hot initially. So the, the earth was too hot to actually have ever been formed with water on it. Okay. Because mm-hmm. it would have boiled off. Sure. Oh, yeah, okay. So the water had to come later. Right. Right. And that comes from most likely a comet hitting the earth, because comets are mostly ice. Okay. Right. That, yeah. So that means at some point, we were, very early on, we were hit with a comet yeah. that brought us all our water. Yeah. <laughs> it's so Like weird. all of it? Yeah, I guess The large portion of it. Wow. So, some comet. How big are, how big are comets? They're pretty big. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And well, there's like an entire ring of comets around our solar oh, okay. system. Oh, cool. So huh. there's a lot of crazy stuff. So also, Hail, by chance, we had no water and then we got a ton. Yeah, right. Splash. Kind of bumming me out <laughs> yeah, about so the prospect of another planet. <laughs> so exactly. Yeah, yeah. Only, yeah so no there's aliens. like a lot of real convenient things that have. There's, there's uh, a few more things, but like again, yeah. we're, we're getting to yeah. there. Then let's just assume that somehow we get animals. Okay. And like, you know, we, we get life. We sure. get past that point. Yep. Mm-hmm. How do we get to brains from there? Um, um, evolution. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. Jesus. And then this that. is where we get some. The hypothetical speculation on evolution. Right. So the dominant species for the majority of our history were yeah. dinosaurs. They were around right. for 200 million years. They oh, dominated yeah. because yeah. they were physically dominant. Yes. Right. They didn't need to be smart. Sure. No, there yeah. was no evolutionary benefit for them to be intelligent yeah. because they were so physically dominant. Yeah, they yeah. killed everything. Very yeah. successful. And so the, the idea is if they weren't wiped out, would they ever have developed intelligence? Oh. They didn't need it. Yeah, because there, there, there's no... There's no need for there's it. Need to, yeah, yeah, they're solo hunters. They're maniacs. Yeah. <laughs> they, they were around for two million years, didn't invent iPhones, and got wiped out. <laughs> the and the then, underachievers of yeah. evolution. And mm-hmm. when they were wiped out, the yeah. weaker mammals, right. who right. are social animals that yeah. are hunted, yeah. develop brains because... There's a lot of thought that the need for a brain yeah. comes from being weak, yeah. but being social, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and mm-hmm. being able to think. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and yeah, so this yeah. is where brains come from. So, but that would have never happened if the dinosaurs were still around because they would have killed us God all. Damn it! It's another so, reason that we're special. <laughs> so these mammals were sort of primed for that because they had to outwit. These they were basically the, the pregenitor mammals of all. Like the original animals are what were they like? Tiny little tree shrews. Yeah. Right, uh, yeah. Yeah. And like we all came from all of them. Huh. But they were tree around tree. for however many millions of years, that just makes hiding sense. from. Yeah, hiding, hiding from, from dinosaurs, these, eating, you gotta, eating you gotta be smart to hide. I mean, think back to schoolyard. I, I, you gotta I, be smart to stay away from the bullies. <laughs> I see yeah. it every day when I take my dog for a walk. One of our cats comes out and yeah. gets to roam the house. You're right. When the dog comes back, he's back to hiding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> huh. And like, this isn't really part of the episode, but like, it's you know, like apes are compared to a lion, yeah. weak as shit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Sure. But. The apes figured out if we get each of us a sharp stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think we can beat this lion. Yeah, right. That lion down a notch. Ah, yeah. oh, okay. But okay, so yet another ingredient in the we're special <sighs> pot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's Not so much special yeah. as alone the rare. Earth. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there is yeah. one major counter argument. This it doesn't really have much proof, but it is we don't know if any of these have to be true. We don't know if life could form sure. on a planet that has slightly worse oh, totally. than us. Right. It is kind of a circular argument because we're saying this is how life evolved on Earth mm-hmm. very specifically for these reasons. Yeah, yeah. that's how but, it happened. Yeah, uh, there's not 
necessarily a way, like a, yeah. an obvious answer to say why it didn't, because no, we exactly. only understand biology. We only understand Earth biology. Sure. Yeah. We only understand that Earth-like life can evolve only evolve on Earth-like planets. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But who's to say? You know, you can imagine any situation. Sure, because then you get into the argument of like, well, the universe is infinite, and there's <laughs> or is potentially is infinite, infinite, and you have millions upon millions, yeah. like. Right, in can, one other yeah. place, maybe it happened yeah. differently. Exactly, <laughs> but like, let's just say you had an ice planet super far away yeah. from a really stable, like red giant yeah. or something, and yeah. it, it doesn't have some of the things that we have, but yeah. it's stable for other reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, there's lots of random crap that happens. So, right. but then again, maybe it's still they need a bunch of different random crap to happen. Yeah, <laughs> sure. yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, they get for them to get to where they are. Yeah, yeah. But again, it still comes back to the nature of the universe and how vast it is. And this has happened at least one other time. Yeah, that's just the prevailing sort of yeah. denominator. Like, yeah. there's this many yeah. and it's so many. Yeah. And, yeah. and this is beyond. This reason. is sort of our anthropological bias in mm-hmm. that we only, because we only have one <clears throat> reference point, we only. Yeah. We have to take out of our minds that this is the only way things can be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and when we apply this to other aspects of the Fermi paradox, like you know why aren't aliens talking to us? Yeah. Again, we are projecting sort of our human behaviors onto what we think aliens would act like. We're projecting our ambitions exactly. and fears and yeah. and ego onto yeah. hypothetically. We assume they're exactly like us, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is kind On of our a, level. A, yeah, it's like a major fallacy because we can't assume that they're like us. That's true. And yeah. Like, would you dig yeah. up worms in the backyard and try to communicate? Hello? Yeah. Hello? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. right. <laughs> uh, and uh, Stephen Hawking, yep. um, he he kind of took a more pessimistic approach. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he had the idea that if aliens were to actually visit us, yep. like, like you know, uh, Area 51, yep. Roswell, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it would be more like Columbus Landing in the Americas, where were the Native Americans, <laughs> and that didn't turn out well for the the natives. Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. But but, but even like uh, blowing that up to it's like like what you were saying. Maybe they did visit us and they didn't even notice us. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, the exactly. same way that you're walking down the street and like there's an ant colony that's vast and has taken so much time to build and had just like just the right conditions to come into uh-huh. and we're not even like I don't fuck yeah. you're ant I don't care yeah I mean at, at best you sidestep it yeah to not squish exactly exactly right so yeah. how do we know yeah and yeah. the pessimistic Hawking kind of took the idea that oh they would you know be like the Europeans colonizing North right. America yeah but that again that's projecting human behavior. Sure. Aliens. We're assuming right. that aliens yeah. are the equivalent of of what like what sixteen hundreds humans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. jerks like yeah. us. <laughs> I've like, heard that oh, too. Yeah. Like in the argument, like I've heard the counter that if they could do that, if they had that technology and yeah. the means, chances are they would be altruistic yeah. rather than yeah. yeah, yeah. This, this will play into some of. stuff that we talk about later. But I kind of agree with that, and right. that you know that you know Columbus. Uh, you know, 1492, yeah. they came sure. in, wiped out all the, the natives because they yep. were weird, right? right. Yep. If we found an uncontacted tribe today, do we just go in and wipe them out? No. No. We're like, Not like that. Purpose, at least. <laughs> <laughs> oh, only by accident. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was one guy tried to go and they speared him to death. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, I want to tell you about yeah. God. Yeah, you guys got to do an episode on the Sentinel Islands. That's crazy shit. Yeah, so the idea that aliens would be 
militaristic, dominating. Right. You know, yeah. who, again, we're projecting our own egos. Yeah. And, yeah. and what we think aliens would be like really says a lot about ourselves. Oh, for sure. sure. Yeah. Because you get a lot, and like in the Cold War era, you got a lot of alien movies that were like, we're coming to get you. It's yeah, me, sure, sure, the sure. predator. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, that's because we were on the verge of destroying ourselves at any minute. So you were right. suspicious of these Russians yeah, or yeah. Americans or Chinese. Or, yeah. Yeah. Sure. And, and so like you would project that into the aliens you're suspicious of. Right. Yeah. But then, you know, you get things like Star Trek where... It's right. a more hopeful look yeah. at it. And, yeah. you know, that kind of came up in a more, yeah. What, what, what did the original series, Star Trek? Uh, late 80s, 90s? Or that late, original. Right original. After, oh, original was 60s. 60s. Yeah. yeah. So that was still the Cold War. Sure, <laughs> but that was also War, like. Was sort of like hippie. Hippie groovy and, time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. And then so that there's also that projection yep. of, yeah, yeah. of human ambition onto, onto aliens. So that every time you look at any of these solutions to the Fermi paradox, you have to think about the, the anthropological bias that we're applying to them. Totally. In that, that, like, I can understand why aliens would do that because that's something we would do. Yeah, sure. right. Yeah. But who's to say they are as dumb as us? That is <laughs> true when you think about all of these, even the idea of like the sending the drones out. You yeah. think about like, oh yeah, of course anybody would do that. Well, why do I think I'm so smart that I've come up with the solution? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe they've maybe they've evolved and created a perfect utopia and they'd have no desire to leave their planet. Yeah. Which leads Hang perfectly into our next solution. Planet. <laughs> they kill each other. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so our next solution, <laughs> you guys already hinted at it, the yeah. a next possible solution to the yeah. Fermi Paradox, why we, aliens aren't talking to us, super right. advanced aliens. Yeah. Technological isolation. And this is the concept of the brain in the jar, or as we know it, right. the matrix. Ooh. Right. <laughs> uh, we kind of talked about this last time off, okay. off camera. Off, off mic, the off record. Mic, off microphone. <laughs> off the mic, yeah. yeah. We, as a society, yeah. and using us as an example again, I'm, I'm anthropologizing yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> We are much closer to having photorealistic virtual reality than we are to have interstellar space travel. <laughs> right. Right, you are. We're, we yeah. will be having a matrix before we have warp drive. Hmm. Probably. That's true enough. The, as an example, Elon Musk has this thing called the Neuralink. Yeah, what is that? It's not a matrix. I think it is some okay. sort of a brain-controlled interface. Sweet. <laughs> but, like, 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 you know... We're understanding those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if we can create this matrix, yeah. some virtual reality that emulates people perfectly, yeah. you can talk to all your relatives, yeah. all your dead yeah, relatives, yeah, yeah, all your yeah, live yeah. relatives, right. every historian ever, everyone gets their own universe. Yeah. Why would you not want to be there? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Get in. Making, making some... Previously hypothetical philosophical questions, very relevant suddenly. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, you know, you could, every kid could be a, <laughs> Your life would be perfect. There's a guy with a PhD in, like, theory of knowledge that's finally like, my time to shine. <laughs> Everyone said my degree was useless. Yeah. <laughs> you know, laughed at me. <laughs> yeah, like, and, you know, every kid can be the YouTube star in their own world. Yeah. They don't want to be astronauts. They want to be YouTube stars. So yeah, that right. is the, yeah. that, 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 And I think that's a very realistic possibility. But again, this is what we would do. Yeah. Because <laughs> we right. are selfish assholes. Yeah, exactly. Well, fair enough. Yeah. We would love to not have to worry about yeah, comets hitting us I and download our brains I, in the Matrix. Would I? <sighs> this is I Cypher from the Matrix. You wouldn't sure. know. You'd just wake up and be in a perfect life. Oh, uh, yeah. damn it. I can just picture the movie. Yeah. Like, it's just humans yeah. in jars or yeah. tanks yeah like and then the people who refuse are just like these 
<laughs> living in the desert, yeah, yeah, yeah. like scum people. We should make like that movie. It. Yeah. And then there's one, oh, there's one that like wakes up and he can control everything and we can call him, we wouldn't call him the one. It'd be like an anagram. There's not a lot of letters. <laughs> call him like uh, Eon. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, Neo. The, the Noi. No. 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 no, no. no. A quadrinity. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I think we got, I think no, we but it would here. be like the Matrix except like when yeah. they free everyone, they were like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I was just having a five sum, you asshole. <laughs> For me, the hilarious image is brain in a jar. Yeah. And then flash to like what they're doing, and they're sitting on the couch watching TV <laughs> eating chips. Yeah. Like, this is it's my paradise. This is functionally different than anyway. Yeah, that'd be mine. So wow. there is an Never. argument against chips. that particular thing yeah. because right. there's always going to be you know your people that don't want to do that. Sure, yeah, right. And like when you think about that like world, like who would want to be permanently in some video game world but you don't know it but you don't know it. yeah you don't know it but like let's say we're sitting here with a choice yeah, yeah. only the numb nuts are going to do that Im- immediately right yeah. all of these people that are still exploring space now yeah. will still explore space without yeah. being interfered with with the numb nuts yeah right yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. so like, yeah, like you know there's there's still going to be a, a sect of people and they would have to be everyone's like well We've come to the existential conclusion that we cannot explore space yeah. and we will go into our computers. You're right. 100% of the population is never going to plug in, yeah. right? Yeah. No, there's got to be some weird, like, you know, Richard Branson that's like, I don't care. I'm yeah. going to space. Yeah. Or the people whose lives are already perfect. Right. They don't need to go into a jar. That's yes. <laughs> like, hey, I did it the hard way. Screw yeah. you. Yeah. Fair enough. Like, imagine <laughs> yeah. getting to yeah. the point like where Branson. you're so yeah. conclusively sure that you cannot explore anymore. Yeah, and like I don't think that could possibly exist. No, we're always yeah. going to be hoping for. Yeah, we can do it. Yeah, and if we aren't, then we've done something horribly wrong. And mm. Can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And, and the one of the Mad Max life. One yeah. of the side conclusions from the technological isolation is called simulation theory. Okay, mm. and this is that we are in a simulation. God <laughs> damn it! And the and, odds and, are but, higher than. If you think about all we just said, well, right? Thirteen point seven. Like again, okay, that thirteen point seven could be. Itself a simulation. All right. <laughs> but like, let's just say there was no, another universe. No, I need to sleep. Baby's <laughs> rules. Okay. Oh, program oh. the sleep program, please. No. Peter needs to sleep. Oh god, no. No, no. We're no, close no, enough no. to creating a simulation in our own simulation. No, no, to do no, 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 no. Is that an no. episode of The Office? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dwight. Dwight. Yeah. This will freak up Peter. We don't exist. No. Only you exist. No, no, oh. no, no, no. That's the the. Like the first year philosophy, everyone's a zombie <laughs> yeah. thing. How do you know that anyone else is thinking thoughts? Yeah, it, that's kind of a like. So the simulation thing, yeah, that's interesting, but it's kind of a frivolous point because it's cool, yeah, but yeah. we'll never know. Yeah, you'll never yeah. know. And it's nothing to sink your teeth about it too. Because you can, like, no, you want to talk about existential dread. That's that's a that way to too. that's a way to fall down the pit. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. how do I know anything? You will lose your sense of well, self. Well, yeah, like imagine we are a simulation. They're like, I wonder what a civilization would behave like if they were they knew how big the gal or the universe was and they were the only ones. <laughs> <laughs> if they knew. <laughs> if they knew. Yeah. Okay, well, Anything it's been nice stuff. Anything less are. terrifying? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> Although this one sounds fun. Okay. Uh, another solution is called the zoo hypothesis. Oh, uh, how could that? I like the zoo. Yeah. Uh, I love the zoo. It, it's the idea that uh, aliens exist, intelligent okay. aliens. Yep. Uh, but they are purposely hiding from us. Crap. Why are they hiding? Well, this is anthropological know. projection. Yeah. 
They could either be hiding to wait to kill us to take our resources. Why would mm. they wait? Uh, they don't need them. Maybe, okay, maybe they yeah. want us to mm-hmm. get them for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, yeah. Who knows? Earth and waiting. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or they could be protecting us from ourselves by hiding out of sight mm-hmm. in the same way that we would hide out of sight if we were to right. find yeah. a much more primitive race than us. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Just leave them be. Yeah. Just be in the artificial bush with a camera. This is also <laughs> assuming that aliens think like us. Right. Right. So there might be a TV show somewhere that's like a lot of Richard footage. Attenborough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we are we are the reality TV for some creators right out there. Right now, there's an alien that watching park, you poop. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the extremely dark sci-fi video game uh, perception that yeah. there is an overlord civilization that mm-hmm. controls everything, mm. and they just wait until people get to the point of a certain level of technology, and yeah. then they wipe them out. Yeah. That's, I hope it, that's hope very mass that effect of them. Hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, that, that'd be a way to go, I guess. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you're looking on the barrel of like... Blaze of glory? Climate change and mutually assured destruction. Yeah. If like, right before yeah. that happens, like a mass effect style reaver yeah. race shows up... You, you picture them, you picture them as a judge. Yeah. They're like, yeah. these humans have been killing themselves nonstop. Yeah. yeah. Yet now they've got warp drive. Yeah. They're just going to do war. We're going to kill them now. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are not or we worthy. let them into the Galactic uh, Council. Senate. Whatever, yeah. Federation. Federation. Yeah. That thing that in Mass Effect yeah. that zoom, yep. shoots you. The Citadel. Yeah. Or the jumpy gate. Yeah. <laughs> jumpy gate thing. Yeah. So that's the zoo hypothesis. Okay. We are the let zoo. Let it be known that they call it okay. a jumpy gate thing. <laughs> <laughs> not worthy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> and the final kind of interesting Fermi Paradox yep. solution is called... The Dark Forest. Ooh, the Dark Forest. I want to hear that album. (laughs) It's my favorite cake. (laughs) (laughs) This is named after a Chinese novel called The Dark Forest. Okay. Okay. And it is analogous to to The Prisoner's Dilemma, if you've ever heard of that. Sure, yeah. And it's the idea that, let's say you have two prisoners, let's say it's Lee and Peter. Yeah. They both committed a crime. Yeah. And then the the police separate them into two interrogation rooms. Okay. And they say... They each go to you and say, hey, rat out the other person. Uh-huh. Yep. If Lee rats out Peter and Peter says nothing, Lee gets away. Yep. If right. Peter rats out Lee and Lee says nothing, Peter yep. gets away. Yep. Yep. If you both rat out each other, you both go to jail. Right. Yep. If you need, if you both don't say anything, yep. you get less jail time for each of you. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, or potentially none. Yeah. So yep. the game theory is... Your benefit, because you don't know what he's going to do, yeah, is right. to not say anything. Yes. Yeah. And this is kind of the dark forest. Right. It is like a dark forest where you know there's predators everywhere. Yeah. Do you scream? Oh. Do you say, hey, I'm here. Yeah. Right. Come find me, friends. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. It is to your benefit to not do that. Right. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're a survivalist civilization like us. Yeah, right. Yeah. And a bunch of chicken shits like us. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that, that is the thought that there's tons of civilizations out there. Yeah. They're just not talking because right. they're all chicken like us. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, after blasting radio for a hundred years, are like, oh shit, turn this shit off. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, man? <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah. And that, that, so that's the dark forest hypothesis: is that no one is is talking. Yeah, right. none, of, none so. of those are reassuring. No. Can we go back to ET? Yeah. <laughs> Although that movie scared the crap out of me as a kid. Yeah. Uh, there's that, that scene when he like rolls the ball into the garage and uh, just rolls back out. It's pretty creepy. Scared the 
shit out of me. <laughs> I was afraid of I was afraid of aliens for like a long time. Wow, from <laughs> yeah. from ET because I was ET afraid of, and just in general. Oh, I was afraid of aliens because of like Predator. Nah. <laughs> no, by the time I saw Predator, I was cool with aliens. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my god, he's in. That was Predator Two. I was watching. Oh my god, he's right. in like LA. <laughs> no, that was cool. That was cool. That was cool. That was cool. No, but like as a kid growing up, I had like a legitimate paralyzing fear uh-huh. aliens. aliens and clowns we got yeah. it yeah <laughs> so sort of in in the final like wrap up yeah what if there is no paradox so what if we've just been thinking about things wrong mm-hmm. okay so what if these stats are like yeah there should be lots of civilizations but maybe the rare earth is kind of a thing yep yeah and just civilizations they just rise and fall but we're too far apart to ever hear them right mm. and we're or we're too distant in time they've Civilizations rose and fall over a million years, a million yeah. light years away. Never saw them. Yeah. yeah. I and mean, that's, that's, we've been, t- like, we can tie it all back to what we've talked about on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, the furthest back we've gone so far is ancient Athens. Right. And AC. that was, yeah. like, 3,000 years, just about. Yeah. 3,000 years is nothing when you're talking about a billion-year-old yeah. Earth. Every civilization is, has died, except for our current one. This one's the one. Yeah, <laughs> we nailed it. But I'm just saying, <laughs> like, you know, that, like, thousands, and like you were saying, technologically speaking, those the last hundred years. So yeah. it's a it's tiny oh, speck it's on history. not even worth mentioning. Hopefully we make it another hundred years. Yeah. 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 And then, like, okay, then we flash out, and there's another one that's, like, they could miss us by 50 years. Yep. But, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like we could be hit with a super volcano tomorrow. Sure, that, sure. That puts us into nuclear winter and kills everyone. Would you say a caldera? Uh, no. Okay. Listen to the St. Helens episode. <laughs> you, you would. <laughs> but yeah, uh, a super bug could hit tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a, a comet could comet. hit us tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, we'd be wiped out. We there's nothing we can do about any of those things today yeah. or ten years from now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other yeah. than die. Just right. kiss your ass goodbye or kiss your family goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Whichever one you value more. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's also the possibility that aliens do exist. They're broadcasting. We just can't hear them. If an alien were to point their radio telescope right at us yeah. mm-hmm. and, and try to measure our radio signals, mm-hmm. if they don't know how we encode our data, it's mm-hmm. just going to be noise to them. Exactly. They'll see a narrow band signal, in, in a frequency signal, yeah. and they'll be like, they should know that's artificial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they, it'll just be noise to them. If they, I mean, like, they obviously don't use our base 10 counting system and our math and right. our, yeah. our encryption and hmm. they, they, probably they don't, not. Our encoding, they, they don't necessarily know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they develop radio like we did. And then five years later, instead of 100 years later, they figured out fiber optics and then they just use lasers to transmit data and then line of sight yeah. communications. They don't. Don't bro- like. Why are we broadcasting to everyone? We yeah. could just be talking to us. We 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 don't really know. Maybe they they exist and they just don't care. Seems likely. Yeah. Again, we're not special. No. No one's looking for us. No. Maybe von Neumann probes do exist. Maybe they're everywhere. Ooh. Yeah. How could you see a, a freaking drone floating yeah. around the sun? <laughs> well, that's true, right? <laughs> we're not looking and we can't see. And maybe they're asleep and they check every 100,000 years. Yeah. We, we, like, we, we don't know. There could be a von Neumann probe right outside in your backyard. Yeah. You could be a von Neumann probe. <laughs> yeah. Neumann sounds a little bit like Norman. Norman. Mm-hmm. Von Norman probe. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, one of the the very final things, and this is kind of the anthropological discussion again. Sure. Maybe other civilizations just don't care for expansion. Maybe they internalize. Yeah. Yeah. Right? No, that's true. Because, like, humans 
it's very much in their nature to expand and explore mm-hmm. for reasons of being chicken shit and needing to get away from things that kill them. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. But maybe maybe if one on one of these other planets they didn't have something like the dinosaurs. Yeah. They didn't and they just they they evolved without predators. Yeah. They don't have that fear necessarily. Right. right. So they but don't Then the, the question is how could you we only think intelligence evolved because yeah, we were prey. Right. And we needed to be but clever. maybe there's another way. Yeah, of course. There's, there's probably another way. Maybe yeah. instead of, they had a very dangerous terrain and they needed to be clever to manipulate yeah. it. Yeah, so yeah, that, yeah. that yeah. favored intelligence. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. A lot to think about. Wow. That's a lot to think about. Eh? That was a lot of bonus content. Yeah. yeah. So aliens, uh, so aliens exist. Yeah. <clears throat> Oh, well, totally. I yeah. don't think I think that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I know that we don't usually do musical recommendations on the bonus ones, but yeah. I feel like by saying aliens exist, we obviously have to recommend that you go listen to Aliens Exist by Blink-182. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us. <laughs> Which at the time recommend. I thought was just kind of like a funny joke until I realized Tom DeLonge's view on aliens. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of gone whole hog. You, as you I, meant uh, it. Understand? As your, one of your first songs. <laughs> I'll say uh, Subterranean Homesick Alien. By Radiohead. Okay, nice. We'll go with that yeah. one. Okay. I, I actually do one. also What's have a song. Oh, you have a song? Oh, Sweet. Right. Bring it on. Bring it on. Yeah, it's like, oh, you guys don't do songs? No, 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 no. sure. No. There's Bring an obvious on. song that I won't say. It's Fermi Paradox by uh, Avenged Sevenfold. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is literally named after this uh, this okay. effect. But uh, it's not that. My song okay. is not actually... Uh, it's more kind of like thematically similar. Okay. Uh, so the band is Thrice. Oh, right. yeah, Thrice. It's one of my favorite bands. Yep. The song is Fire Breather. Okay. And it's from their 2006 album. Yep. And it's like this really, really ominous sounding guitar riff. Sweet. Mm. Uh, and that kind of is like, oh, my God, aliens, you know, yeah. everything's dark. But it, it, like as the, the verses play out, each verse gets more and more hopeful. Okay. Okay. Uh, and it kind of ends on a positive note. Yeah, so yeah. Mm. it's kind of like thinking about aliens. You think like, ah, oh, they're going to kill us because it's the 1980s and we're afraid of the Cold War. But like, mm. our, what, when we really think about an intelligent alien... Even projecting our own our yeah. own future, how we would behave with a lesser being, yeah. we would most likely be uh, nice to yeah. and, and yeah. not, not <laughs> totally. just slaughter them. Yeah. So you know, the thought of becoming hopeful is very... Uh, yeah, I feel like it's worth ending on a positive note because worst case scenario, we'll never know. Yeah. And we'll most likely they're out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're out there, we can think whatever we no. want about them because we won't know. And right. if they're there... Now, yeah, they could just wipe us out instantly. Sure, mm-hmm. like if they can get here, yeah, they Chances probably are. They can. They yeah. probably got better things than M16s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was all about extraterrestrial life and how likely or I guess unlikely it might be. <laughs> how we'll never experience it firsthand. Interpret as you will. Yeah, and enjoy enjoy Christmas. Just enjoy the little you know. things like Christmas. Don't yeah. go looking for an ET. Yeah, ET. Probably not gonna find it. You're not gonna find them. Or maybe you will. Maybe maybe the robots are in orbit already. True. Yeah. So enjoy, enjoy your Christmases. If you want, like I said, if you want to help us out, best thing you can do is subscribe wherever you listen and leave us a review. Tell all of your friends. Give the gift of disasters, like we said. Tell all your friends about the podcast if you think they'd like it. That would be fantastic. You can follow us on social medias at This Disaster Pod, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can also find us on our website, www.thisdisasterpod.com. Yeah. And uh, good luck stuffing that turkey. Hey. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say. To that. Merry luck. Christmas. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>